Are there similarities in King Benjamin's speech and that of 19th century revival meetings? Could Benjamin be teaching an impossible gospel concerning sinning, repentance, and forgiveness? In appointing priest, was Mosiah II giving those men the Aaronic priesthood? The answer to those questions and more in today's lesson. Hello, Max here. Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast. This review covers the lesson plan for Mosiah chapters 4 through 6. Please subscribe to be notified of our upcoming videos. For the sake of time, I will not cite all the parallel phrases and words from the Old and New Testaments that are in the Book of Mormon text. While it can be argued that some of the parallels are only a coincidence, some are so strong that it is impossible not to conclude that their true source is the King James Bible. For a complete transcript of this lesson, please click on the link in the description below. Okay, in our last study, we learned about King Benjamin's address to his people, who had gathered their families at the temple in the land of Zarahemla. Let's see how the people responded to Benjamin's sermon. Mosiah 4.1 And now it came to pass that when King Benjamin had made an end of speaking the words which had been delivered unto him by the angel of the Lord, that he cast his eyes round about on the multitude, and behold, they had fallen to the earth, for the fear of the Lord had come upon them. Mosiah 4.2 And they had viewed themselves in their own carnal state, even less than the dust of the earth. And they all cried out loud in unison for the following words, O oh, have mercy, and apply the atoning blood of Christ, that we may receive forgiveness of our sins, and our hearts may be purified. For we believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who created heaven and earth and all things, who shall come down among the children of men. Again, Old Testament Jews didn't believe in Jesus Christ because they had never heard of that name before. They didn't believe that the only one true God had a son. And, as a Mormon, you'd have to accept the belief that since Jesus created all things in heaven and in earth, including the devil, that he himself was an uncreated being. Mosiah 4.3 And it came to pass that after they had spoken these words, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them, and they were filled with joy, having received a remission of their sins and having peace of conscience because of the exceeding faith which they had in Jesus Christ who should come, according to the words which King Benjamin had spoken unto them. The words, quote, were filled with joy, are also in Acts 13.15. If you think about it, King Benjamin's speech resembles a 19th century revival far more than a Jewish religious gathering. When Joseph Smith was a young man, he said he attended revival meetings. Interestingly, the Book of Mormon is filled with scenes similar to those which Joseph would have witnessed at these meetings. Folks would travel from around the area and pitch their tents for days. They came to listen to preachers. King Benjamin, in fact, sounds a little like a revivalist preacher. People at those revival meetings, just like the people here at the temple in Zarahemla, would fall down and cry for mercy to be forgiven of their sins. Some would collapse under the power of God. See Alma 18.42 and Alma 19.6. Being slain in the spirit, or coming under the power of God, were common expressions used in those 19th century camp meetings as well. The question is, did Joseph Smith's knowledge of these things lead to their insertion into the Book of Mormon narrative? 
Mosiah 4.4 And King Benjamin again opened his mouth and began to speak unto them, saying, My friends and my brethren, my kindred and my people, I would again call your attention, that ye may hear and understand the remainder of my words which I shall speak unto you. The phrase, quote, hear and understand, is also in Matthew 15.10, and, quote, my words which I shall speak unto you, is similar to Ezekiel 3.10. At the end of Mosiah chapter 3, it sounds like he was done with his speech when he said Amen, but we know he has more to say. Mosiah 4.6 The atonement which has been prepared from the foundation of the world, that thereby salvation might come to him that should put his trust in the Lord, and should be diligent in keeping his commandments, and continue in the faith even unto the end of his life, I mean the life of the mortal body. The phrase, quote, the foundation of the world, is the same in Ephesians 1.4, and, quote, mortal body, is also in Romans 6.12. Mosiah 4.7 I say that this is the man who receiveth salvation, through the atonement which was prepared from the foundation of the world for all mankind which ever were since the fall of Adam, or who are, or whoever shall be, even unto the end of the world. The words, quote, ever shall be, even unto the end of the world, is similar to Matthew 28, 20. Mosiah 4, 8. And this is the means whereby salvation cometh, and there is none other salvation save this which hath been spoken of. Neither are there any conditions whereby man can be saved except the conditions which I have told you. Mosiah 4.9 Benjamin tells them to believe in God who has all wisdom and all power. The words, quote, believe in God, believe, are also in John 14.1 and, quote, believe that he is and that he are also in Hebrews 11.6. Mosiah 4.10 he tells them to repent of their sins and forsake them. Mosiah 4.11 Next, King Benjamin tells them how they can retain a remission of their sins throughout their lives. And again I say unto you, as I have said before, that as ye have come to the knowledge of the glory of God, or if ye have known of his goodness, and have tasted of his love, and have received a remission of your sins, which causeth such exceedingly great joy in your souls, even so, I would that ye should remember and always retain in remembrance the greatness of God and your own nothingness and his goodness and long-suffering toward you, unworthy creatures, and humble yourselves even in the depths of humility, calling on the name of the Lord daily and standing steadfastly in the faith of that which is to come, which was spoken by the mouth of the angel." Almost this entire verse was taken from New Testament passages. Mosiah 4.12 And behold, I say unto you, that if ye do this, ye shall always rejoice, and be filled with the love of God, and always retain a remission of your sins, and ye shall grow in the knowledge of the glory of him that created you, or in the knowledge of that which is just and true. The words, quote, love of God, are the same in Luke 11.42. And, quote, a remission of your sins, and ye shall, is similar to Acts 2.38. And, quote, just and true, are also in Revelation 15.3.
According to this verse, in order to retain a remission of your sins, you cannot sin again. Because according to Doctrine and Covenants 82.7, And now, verily I say unto you, I, the Lord, will not lay any sin to your charge. Go your ways, and sin no more. But unto that soul who sinneth shall the former sins return, saith the Lord your God. This seems to be an impossible gospel. Mosiah 4.13 Benjamin tells them they should live peaceably and be honest with each other. The words, quote, live peaceably, are also in Romans 12.18, and, quote, render to every man according to, is in Romans 2.6. Mosiah 4.14 He tells them they should be responsible parents in raising their children, not to break commandments and quarrel with each other, which is of the devil. The words, quote, enemy to all righteousness, are also in Acts 13.10. Mosiah 4.15 teaches their children to be serious about sacred things and to love one another. The words, quote, of truth and soberness, are also in Acts 26.25, and, quote, to love one another, are the same in 1 John 4.11, and, quote, serve one another, are also in Galatians 5.13. Mosiah 4.16 then Benjamin talks about their attitudes towards beggars. He reminds them that they are all beggars and in need of help from God. Mosiah 4.17 Perhaps thou shalt say, The man has brought upon himself his misery. Therefore I will stay my hand, and will not give unto him of my food, nor impart unto him of my substance, that he may not suffer. For his punishments are just. I'm sure every one of us have had that experience. We see a panhandler or homeless person, and we are quick to pass judgment. Mosiah 4.18 Benjamin says we need to repent of this. The words, quote, O man whosoever, are also in Romans 2.1. Mosiah 4.19 Aren't we all beggars depending on the same being for our substance? The words, quote, food and raiment, are in 1 Timothy 6.8, and, quote, for all the riches which are the same in Genesis 31.16. Mosiah 4.20 For the people begged God for forgiveness, and he poured out his spirit upon them. Mosiah 4.21 So they ought to impart their substance to others. The phrase, quote, Whatsoever ye ask is right, in faith, believing that ye shall receive, is similar to Matthew 21.22, and, quote, That ye have one to another, is also in Luke 24.17, and, quote, How ye ought to, is the same in Colossians 4.6. Mosiah 4.22 And if ye judge the man who putteth up his petition to you for your substance, that he perish not, and condemn him, how much more just will be your condemnation for withholding your substance, which doth not belong to you, but to God, to whom also your life belongeth, and yet ye put up no petition, nor repent of the thing which thou hast done. Mosiah 4, 22-25 King Benjamin declares that he is aware that some people do not have the means to give generously to others, and explains that in those cases they will be judged by the attitude in their heart. Mosiah 4, 23 The words, quote, Those who are rich as pertaining to the things of this world are similar to 1 Timothy 6.17. Mosiah 4.25, the words, quote, 
which ye have not received, are also in 2 Corinthians 11.4. Now getting back to King Benjamin, teaching his people how to keep an ongoing remission of their sins, he now summarizes what he has taught on this subject. Mosiah 4.26 And now for the sake of these things which I have spoken unto you, that is, for the sake of retaining a remission of your sins from day to day, that ye may walk guiltless before God, I would that ye should impart of your substance to the poor, every man according to that which he hath, such as feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the sick, and administering to their relief, both spiritually and temporally, according to their wants. The phrase, quote, These things which I have spoken unto you, is also in John 16.23, and, quote, That ye may walk, is in 1 Thessalonians 4.12, Mosiah 4.27. Next, Benjamin speaks about the importance of prudence and balance in doing such things. And see that all these things are done in wisdom and order, for it is not requisite that a man should run faster than he has strength. And again, it is expedient that he should be diligent, that thereby he might win the prize. Therefore, all things must be done in order. The phrase, quote, all these things are done in, is the same in Mark 4.11, and, quote, it is expedient, is also in John 11.50, and, quote, win the prize, is similar to 1 Corinthians 9.24, and, quote, all things must be done, is similar to Luke 24.44. Mosiah 4.29 we will end this chapter with Benjamin's warning to his people that demonstrates the legalistic approach to practicing religion. And finally, I cannot tell you all the things whereby ye may commit sin, for there are divers ways and means, even so many that I cannot number them. Mosiah 4.30 But this much I can tell you, that if ye do not watch yourselves and your thoughts, and your words, and your deeds, and observe the commandments of God, and continue in the faith of what ye have heard concerning the coming of our Lord, even unto the end of your lives, ye must perish. And now, O man, remember and perish not. This is the message of a performance-based, works-based religion, an impossible gospel. All I can say is, good luck with it. The phrase, quote, observe the commandments of God and continue in the faith is similar to Revelation 14.12 and, quote, continue in the faith is in Colossians 1.23 and, quote, the coming of our Lord is the same in 2 Thessalonians 2.1. Mosiah 5.1 After speaking from the tower for a while now, King Benjamin wanted some feedback from the crowd. He wanted to know how he was doing. And this is the final chapter of his speech. And now it came to pass that when King Benjamin had thus spoken to his people, he sent among them, desiring to know of his people, if they believed the words which he had spoken unto them. The phrase, quote, the words which he had spoken unto, is also in 1 Kings 13.11. Mosiah 5.2 And in unison they yelled out, Yea, we believe all the words which thou hast spoken unto us. And also we know of their surety and truth, because of the Spirit of the Lord Omnipotent, which has wrought a mighty change in us, or in our hearts, that we have no more disposition to do evil, 
but to do good continually. The phrase, quote, to do evil but to do good, is in Jeremiah 4.22. Mosiah 5, verses 3-5. through 5. They continue to recite in complete unison these verses promising to covenant to be obedient to all the commandments in order to avoid God's wrath and torment. Latter-day Saints make these covenants at baptism and when they partake of sacrament every week. Promises they want to keep and intend to keep, but they know that they will fail to keep them from week to week. That is why they return to the sacrament on Sunday to make the same promises over and over. Mosiah 5.3, the words, quote, of that which is to come, are also in 1 Timothy 4.8. Mosiah 5.5, 5, the phrase, quote, a covenant with our God, is in Ezra 10.3, and, quote, drink out of the cup of the wrath of God, is similar to Revelation 14.10, and, quote, to do his will, is also in Hebrews 13.21. Mosiah 5.6, Benjamin replies, Ye have spoken the words that I desired. Mosiah 5.7, and with that, King Benjamin proceeds with the rest of the sermon. And now, because of the covenant which ye have made, ye shall be called the children of Christ, his sons and his daughters. For behold, this day he hath spiritually begotten you. For ye say that your hearts are changed through faith on his name. Therefore ye are born of him, and have become his sons and his daughters. The phrase, quote, shall be called the children of Christ, is similar to Romans 9.26, and, quote, through faith on his name, is similar to Acts 3.16, and, quote, born of him, is also in 1 John 2.29. As you can see from these phrases, relational Christianity wasn't taught till the apostolic era of the New Testament. For Benjamin to be speaking about it in the Old Testament setting is completely anachronistic. Mosiah 5.8 And under this head ye are made free, and there is no other head whereby ye can be made free. There is no other name given whereby salvation cometh. Therefore I would that ye should take upon you the name of Christ, all you that have entered into the covenant with God, that ye should be obedient unto the end of your lives. Mosiah 5.9 and it shall come to pass that whosoever doeth this shall be found at the right hand of God, for he shall know the name by which he is called, for he shall be called by the name of Christ. In Mormonism, the right hand is the covenant hand. So being found on the right hand of God is another way of saying that you kept your covenants and kept all the commandments in order to be saved in the celestial kingdom. The words, quote, shall be found at the right hand of God, is similar to Romans 8.34. Mosiah 5.10 The phrase left hand of God means that you did not make covenants or failed to keep all the commandments. Thus, you didn't qualify for heaven or the celestial kingdom. And now it shall come to pass that whosoever shall not take upon him the name of Christ must be called by some other name. Therefore he findeth himself on the left hand of God. This is similar to Acts 2.21. Mosiah 5.11 Now Benjamin tells them the fine line they must walk with God in order to make it. And I would that ye should remember also that this is the name that I said I should give unto you that never should be blotted out 
except it be through transgression. Therefore take heed that ye do not transgress, that the name be not blotted out of your hearts. The words, quote, take heed that ye do not, are the same in Matthew 6, 1. Sounds like Benjamin is saying that if they slip up and sin, or even transgress, that Christ will be blotted out of their lives. Mosiah 5.12 I say unto you, I would that ye should remember to retain the name written always in your hearts, that ye are not found on the left hand of God, but that ye hear and know the voice by which ye shall be called, and also the name by which he shall call you. Mosiah 5.13 For how knoweth a man the master whom he has not served, and who is a stranger unto him? and is far from the thoughts and intents of his heart. Mosiah 5.14 And again, Doth a man take an ass which belongeth to his neighbor, and keep him? I say unto you, Nay, he will not even suffer that he shall feed among his flocks, but will drive him away, and cast him out. I say unto you, that even so shall it be among you, if ye know not the name by which ye are called. If the Savior is basically a stranger to you on the final judgment day, you won't be allowed to enter into the celestial kingdom of glory. The words, quote, even so shall it be, is also in Matthew 12.45, and, quote, name by which ye are called, are similar to James 2.7, Mosiah 5.15. So be sure that the Savior is not a stranger to you. Therefore, I would that ye should be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in good works, that Christ, the Lord God Omnipotent, may seal you His, that you may be brought to heaven, that ye may have everlasting salvation and eternal life through the wisdom and power and justice and mercy of Him who created all things in heaven and in earth, who is God above all. Amen. What does it mean to abound in good works? that the Lord may seal you His, that you may have everlasting salvation and eternal life? Eternal life in Mormonism means exaltation or living eternally in the highest degree of glory with God. It also means to become God's. In Mormonism, to have God seal you His means to have your calling and election made sure. In other words, it means to make your exaltation certain and exaltation means becoming like your Father in heaven, see D&C 7695, through entering into the highest degree of glory in the celestial kingdom, see D&C 131, 1-4, becoming a God yourself, having your own spirit offspring, see D&C 132, 19-20, creating worlds for them, and making exaltation available to them in the same way your Heavenly Father made it available to you. And then Heavenly Father calls all His children to make themselves worthy to return to Him in exaltation through the gospel of Mormonism. Those who heed this calling and do all they can to make themselves worthy are qualified by the atonement after all they can do. See 2 Nephi 25-23. To be elected by God to enter exaltation. Another way to put it is this. Calling and election is making sure that the Latter-day Saint will be exalted. During much of the LDS Church's first century, the promise of one's calling and election was commonly administered through an ordinance performed in the LDS Temple called the Second Anointing. 
It was considered an essential ordinance for exaltation until President Huber J. Grant initiated an official church policy stating that it was no longer a requirement. It is the current teaching of the church that only the routine temple ordinances are needed for exaltation. However, this second anointing is still performed in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints today. All the LDS apostles have had their second anointing, and other select members who were deemed worthy and qualified have been sealed up to exaltation. Perhaps this is what Benjamin was referring to in his speech. Mosiah 6.1 Next, Benjamin decides it's time to take names. Who's in and who's out? And now King Benjamin thought it was expedient, after having finished speaking to the people, that he should take the names of all those who had entered into a covenant with God to keep his commandments. He wants to hold them accountable for their promises and covenants. They will be monitored. As with most religious organizations, keeping membership records of those who have joined the group or institution is essential. The phrase, quote, entering into the covenant with, is also in Ezekiel 16.8. Mosiah 6.2 And it came to pass that there was not one soul, except it were little children, but who had entered into the covenant and had taken upon them the name of Christ. I would say that this was a very successful revival meeting. Remember, too, that until the age of eight years old, at least in Mormonism, children are not accountable for their actions. The phrase, quote, had entered into the covenant, is also in Jeremiah 34.10. Mosiah 6.3 And again it came to pass, that when King Benjamin had made an end of all these things, and had consecrated his son Mosiah to be a ruler and a king over his people, and had given him all the charges concerning the kingdom, and also had appointed priests to teach the people, that thereby they might hear and know the commandments of God, and to stir them up in remembrance of the oath which they had made, he dismissed the multitude, and they returned every one, according to their families, to their own houses. The words, quote, everyone according to their families, are similar to Numbers 15.12, and, quote, to their own houses, are also in Mark 8.3. Back in our lesson review of Second Nephi 5.26, when Nephi consecrated his brother Jacob and Joseph to be priests and teachers, we addressed the question, whether this was an Aaronic or Melchizedek priesthood to which they were consecrated. We refer to Joseph Fielding Smith, who taught in Answers to the Gospel Questions, Volume 1, page 124-126, through 126, that, quote, There were no Levites who accompanied Lehi in the Western Hemisphere. Under these conditions, the Nephites officiated by virtue of the Melchizedek priesthood from the days of Lehi to the days of the appearance of our Lord's Savior among them, end quote. The problem with this argument is that no one on earth has ever held a Melchizedek priesthood. Even speaking of Christ, Hebrews 7.17 states, quote, For he testifieth, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. End quote. If you read the entire seventh chapter of Hebrews, you will clearly understand this concept. The twelve apostles chosen by the Lord did not hold a Melchizedek priesthood. They were ordained, which in the Greek simply means that they were appointed or chosen. Jesus never lays his hands on their heads and gives them a priesthood. It's not in the New Testament. Mosiah 6, verses 4-7 through In these final verses, 
we see that the 30-year-old Mosiah II, son of Benjamin, becomes the king. This is 124 years before the birth of Christ. King Benjamin lives three more years and dies. His son, Mosiah II, would reign for the next 33 years. Mosiah 6, verse 6, the words, quote, in the ways of the Lord, are also in Psalms 138.5, and, quote, his judgments and his statutes are in Nehemiah 10.29, and, quote, in all things whatsoever he, is also in Acts 3.22. Mosiah 6.7, the words, quote, might not become burdensome, is similar to 2 Corinthians 12.14, and, quote, that he might do according to that which, are similar to 1 Samuel 2.35. And this concludes our study for today. For more, you can find this podcast on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook and share this post with your friends. Or you can go to our website at TalkingToMormons.com where you can download this script and learn much more. Links are in the description. God bless.